Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another live stream. Hey, Nathan. Hello. Uh, sorry about the camera. Good we morning. just had a, a little little camera issue. This is great. This is, I think, are we live stream number three. Now we we skipped last week, um, but I think we're live stream number three. And if you're uh, if you're joining us from podcast land, thank you very much. Uh, hey, we, we announced some big news, and I think it was last week. And so the big news of the week, let me just put it up here, is that uh, we we announced our launch date, September thirteenth. Uh, Nathan, you so you can't see this, but I just uh, I I threw up the uh, the September thirteenth launch slide here. And, and this is exciting. Uh, how, how do you feel about the launch date, Nathan? C coming up quickly? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, uh, we're a couple of months away, three months away. Um, and so, you know, it feels like a lot of time until it won't be a lot of time. And then, uh, and then it'll all happen. But uh, no, it's exciting to actually have like a, a real date where this, uh, this thing we're going to put out into the world and we'll see how interested people are about it. Yeah, it's 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 super exciting just to know that it is kind of right around the corner. Um, yeah, really excited about that. Hey, remember if you have any questions, feel free to post them in the chat. We'll get to them uh, as we go today on our Mythwin live stream. We want to uh, get into the unique character roles and how they interact with one another, and and we're going to specifically talk about the farmer today. But before that, I want to uh, show everyone this uh, this picture I I shared in um, in the Facebook group earlier this week, and it's the progression of cards that we have. And so uh, our graphic designer Marv um, went through uh, making a, a bunch of different iterations for our adventure cards, and the adventure cards in the game it's, it's one of the town actions that you can perform um and oftentimes the adventure uh card will uh, will provide a choice for you right as you kind of leave the town and, and and you encounter something in the world you might learn a little bit more about about the world itself and and you, you can make a choice um and you get to reap the rewards or the consequences uh depending on how it works and so it's, it's neat nathan is thick in writing adventure cards i don't know if there's any like spoiler-free stuff you want to share with us regarding them, but... Um, no, I don't think so. I think we just want to use them as a, an opportunity to experience the flavor of the world. And uh, on some turns, you might want to just change up what you're doing, you know? Like, uh, you don't always have to kind of play for the, the best possible efficiency engine. You might just want to go on an adventure uh, just for the fun of it. So... Um, there's a whole kind of world to explore, and these adventure cards will be a vehicle mm -hmm. to to experience that. And uh, we also want to do them in a way that the choices you make will impact, you know, obviously the town that you're working in and your role, but also might show up again later, and maybe later in the adventure deck, maybe later somewhere else. So um, I see them as a good kind of connective tissue for the for the game. Yeah, it's 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 great. It's it's in one of those things where. You know, maybe it doesn't make the most sense to go on an adventure as far as like uh, maximizing efficiency, but it definitely is a fun way to experience the world a little bit. So it's cool. Just wanted to, uh, yeah, share that uh, card progression. If you are tuning in on podcasts, make sure to join our Discord or 
our Facebook group. You can find everything on Linktree um, slash uh, Mythwind or just Google Mythwind. You can find all of our stuff there. Um, okay, what are we getting into? We're getting into our character development. And before speaking specifically to the unique characters, I think it's probably best to talk about how the characters um, uh, kind of came about and, and where we go from there. Um, <coughs> and before even Nathan joined on as a uh, co-designer on, on the project, and originally the, the game was kind of envisioned as, as the only role that uh, players would be able to take would be that of the farmer. And so you'd have multiple people playing um, a farmer role and, you know, kind of creating their farms in unique ways, engaging with the town and, and all those different things. But it was just a farmer. And, and it was early on um, after Nathan joined the team where I, I, th I think he's just suggested, hey, what if, you know, we have these other roles just like in, in a town, you know, there's, there's farmers, there's crafters, there's traders, there's all these different types of people. And it kind of like unlocked, uh, unlocked a lot of the game development and how we, um, how we came about. I, I, Nathan, do you remember that? I'm, I'm giving you credit, and I think I think credit <laughs> is, is due your way. Well, I think those early discussions when you were first kind of pitching the game to me, one of the inspirations was uh, Stardew Valley and when wanting to make kind of that kind of experience where you are managing your farm and you're living your life. And the more we talked about it, the more I saw the the town that you're interacting with as really the centerpiece of the game, not the role itself. And I think that's kind of probably what spurred me to think like, well, if we're all kind of focused on the town and we have multiple players, I mean, we don't all need to be a farmer interacting with the town. We could, we could really be anything. And uh, I think that really did kind of open it up to have uh, unique mechanics and create kind of a different story for every character uh, and not like a literal story but like in a you know a playable arc uh, a way that you play um, so right now we've been starting our focus on the farmer and the crafter and already I feel like they're very unique you know like how you interact with the town is a very different kind of experience and what you focus on doing is, is very different and so I think that that diversity is already working yeah yeah, I know, 100%. And so it was cool. Kind of, we, we went from this spot where then each each of the roles, and then we started thinking of like other asymmetrical games like, like Roots, right, where you have very different mechanics inside of the game, um, and yet they can all kind of interact with one another. And, and we saw the town, and, you know, we talked about it last, um, last podcast, that uh, the town was kind of the way that the roles would, would interact with one another. And um, we we were like, okay, but how, how do we do the things before we actually get to the town? And this is where uh, each of the roles can really lean into their kind of different mechanics quite heavily. Um, and before we get into the specific uh, mechanics of, of the farmer, I think it's worth mentioning that probably our um, largest challenge at the beginning was... Uh, was to find a, a good and maybe balanced way that the roles could actually kind of come together um, and, uh, and kind of have, like not necessarily have the same output, but have the same kind of interaction. And, and so we, you know, most, most video games, 
they uh, <laughs> they like talk about um, victory points or you know these different ways of tracking how well you've done and so it doesn't sorry board games so it doesn't really matter what board game you play there is a measure of um, what you're doing and so what we're doing is we're kind of having a measure of how well um, you use the crafter how well you use the farmer how well you use the trader and and the output of how well you do is is coin um, it's, it's, it's gold coins and uh, and it's with these gold coins that you you know it's the currency that uh, that all the people share um, and uh, and and as they share uh, it it really it really does kind of um, bring kind of this overlocking thing sorry I'm, I'm kind of rambling because i'm getting all these errors on my screen saying that my encoding is overloaded consider turning something down i've i've used too much um of my computer my little computer can't go but i think we're good now we're on 30 30. we're, we're getting some uh comments on the live chat so i think that we're uh we're being seen and heard okay. mostly just hellos from uh, kike rock and uh Michael Kopitz, so hello to those two. <laughs> oh, perfect. And hey, if the uh, if the quality's dropped, um, I'll go back and look at it later. But we'll we can post the post the podcast, and that'll be easy enough. Okay, so let me throw up picture of the farmer. There it is. Okay, so Nathan, that the farmer is in between the two of us right now. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Before we even get into it, personal thoughts on the farmer. I love that he's kind of a, a, a grumpy, chubby Scottish guy. Just just really like that. I don't know. I, I feel like um, with all the outdoor work the farmer does, they'd be in a little better shape, but um, no judgment. <laughs> maybe, maybe he... Uh... Just makes really good food all the time. I, I don't know. Um, okay, so the farmer and I was tempted to actually boot up uh, a tabletop simulator and uh, show everyone what we have for the farmer right now. And even though I am a fan of showing people kind of like raw, unfinished stuff, that might have been a little bit too raw and unfinished because <laughs> we're, right. we're, we're, we're in the process of, uh, of doing graphic design for um for these different roles for the different boards and the different pieces but let me just kind of uh pitch pitch the the farmer overall um the farmer is uh is a role that's kind of based in a uh a, a polyomino mechanic and, and and their goal essentially is, is to grow their farm through planting crops um, building farm upgrades, uh, tending their crops, and, and harvesting them ultimately. So they get this nice cycle of planting, tending, harvesting um, going on throughout their uh, throughout the days, throughout the seasons. And uh, the, the the neat thing with with how we're how we're planning uh, Mythwin, all the roles is that there's 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 permanence and there's progression from session to session. Doesn't matter if you pack it up or not. Um, even though it is a polyomino game like uh, Patchwork or Isles of Cats or um, you know all these different all these different types of polyomino games, uh, the the neat thing is that when you when you um, buy, purchase a, uh, a farm upgrade, uh, for example, like a, a sprinkler, you, uh, and it locks into your board, it, it stays there, and it, it will benefit you uh, for as long as you have it, for as long as you don't get rid of it. And so 
um, on your turn uh, as a farmer, you'll, you'll first go into town, uh, you'll perform a, a town action, you know, maybe you go on an adventure, and then um, you always plant after that. And so there's, there's one of three types of crops um, that you can plant currently, and, and you, you can choose from, from randomly drawn crops. Um, if you, if you choose the one in, in the first slot, it's, it's free to plant. If you choose the one in the second slot, it costs gold. If you choose the one in the third slot, it costs even more gold to plant. But, you know, you might want that third slot goal because it's a certain type of crop that you've already built upgrades for and you'll benefit more uh, from when you harvest it. And so you, you, you get a plant. And then the farmer always does an action related to the town action. So it's, in a sense, it's a little bit like, a, like the scythe mechanic, right? The top action, bottom action um, piece. And so the farmer adventures, and then in the middle they plant. And then the bottom action of, um, of the adventure uh, for the farmer is to tend. And so uh, a farm, um, the farmer gets to tend one of their crop tiles by just flipping it over. It's, it's as simple as that. They flip it over and then that crop tile actually becomes worth more when they go to harvest it on a future turn. Um, and so that's like the, the general flow and, and, and the real pieces that I think are the, the hooks as, as the game progresses is that the farmer... Um, can can upgrade uh, their skills and so they can have up to five unique skills um, some of these skills are, are active skills right so maybe it makes their harvest action more powerful um, others are, are passive skills so if if it's raining they get to automatically uh, tend any one of their crops um, you know there's a bunch of different types of skills that the farmer can upgrade um, through town and you know, we'll talk about this later um, and, and then the other kind of progression is not just the farmer, but, but the, the farm itself is, is growing. So like I mentioned earlier, you actually get to like purchase and buy these unique farm tiles, um, that will kind of unlock different abilities. Um, you know, I mentioned the sprinkler, you know, you, you can buy a fertilizer that increases the value of all strawberries, uh, adjacent to it. You can um, buy a, a beehive um, that uh, gives you a certain amount of gold coins at the end of each season, just kind of like as a, as a passive income. And there's all these different types of upgrades that you can, you can get throughout the game and really optimize your farm so that you can be planting multiple crops on a turn and, and maybe even harvesting on the same turn if you, if you do it right. Uh, okay, I just spit out a lot of stuff. Nathan, please, <laughs> please, please add, please jump in. I think he covered uh, all the ground of the farmland, but um, I, I think uh, what's interesting is, to me, is that rhythm of planting, tending, harvesting. It's a very cyclical thing, um, and we're all doing it within a season, but um, I think that is sort of like the, the life of a farmer is, you know, you sort of have seasons. Of, um, so there is that sort of fun rhythm to the character. Uh, the polyomino piece is uh, really interesting as well. We have to kind of fit everything together, and that adds sort of an extra little challenge if you're uh, planting a whole bunch of stuff. Um, yeah. So, and and also you mentioned uh, the equipment that you that you set up and and you can run. So there's all these sort of different elements that you need to sequence efficiently, um, and because all of it's tied to what you're doing in town. That has just just a little bit of extra strategic challenge to it. So, um, yeah, I think it's really cool. 
I think it's also also worth saying that, you know, like mentioned, that Kickstarter is, is a few months away. And right now we're at a point when every time we play test, we're like, well, what if we do this? What if we do this? So we're constantly like kind of thinking of new ideas and the farmer will probably shift and change just like the crafter and just like the town, but uh, the bones of what it is, is this. And that, and that's really what I think the heart of the character is, is that sort of cycle of planting, tending, harvesting, and then earning your gold and then kind of doing it over and over and getting a little better at it every time, getting a little more efficient at it every time, adding skills, adding equipment. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's, that's how I see yeah, it. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and I think the other kind of main element that we missed is one of the actions you can do in town is to hire workers or sprites. Um, and, yeah. and we represent these uh, with, uh, with unique dice um, for the workers and for the sprites. Um, and then so they go into uh, a pool on your, on your board, on the farmer board, and then the farmer gets to kind of augment, kind of like superpower some of their actions. And so uh, if the farmer has some sprite already hired, uh, when they go to tend, they can actually uh, reduce the the uh, a pip of the sprite, right? Lower it from a from a two to a one, and get to supercharge their tend action, so they get a tend and an additional crop. Um, and and in each of the rolls, we'll use the dice in a unique way, but it is it is a real um, sense of like an evolution and growth, right? Not just the farmer. Um, and the farm board kind of growing, but as the town grows, the number of workers and the number of sprites that become available actually uh, increases, which then allows the the farmer of the different role to um, get more of those uh, you know workers and sprites so that they can do more on their turn. So you get this nice, nice kind of increased uh, uh, actionable ability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, hey. That's cool. I think the uh, the stream continues to be a little bit of a uh, of a hit and miss with with the frames per second. At least that's what I'm getting with OBS here. Um, anything else? I you know I'm I'm happy to kind of keep this one short. You know as as we've talked about the farmer and and we'll get into gameplay uh, pretty soon. And but next section I think we'll we'll um, hone in on the crafter and and the unique element of the crafter itself. Uh, anything else you want to add with this, Nathan, before we jump into questions here? No, I, I don't think so. Um, I mean, the uh, farmer is a good place to start because that was really the genesis of the whole game. Uh, you know, our feelings were about like something that's relaxing. And feels like the game is growing as you go, and the farmer really encapsulates that well. Yeah, that's great. Um, so, hey, if you have questions, feel free to post them, and, and we'll get to them. But uh, I do have one from uh, from Feely or Feli. Oh shoot! Um, I'm sorry, I'm mispronouncing your name. Uh, she was a backer on Stars of Acarios and actually a pretty integral part of the community. So hey, thanks for joining us. She has a question here. Can you elaborate more on the player count of the game? Um, Board Game Geek says one to two players. On Discord, you said you don't have a max player count. On another Discord member said maybe the core box has two roles, characters, and you need expansions to make it playable with more than two roles. Um, would really like to know what's going on with player count, if you can tell us. That's a great question. Thanks. Um, so currently, uh, the uh, the uh, Kickstarter, we're, we're going to come to Kickstarter with, with two boxes. 
Um, the first box is town plus farmer plus crafter. The second box is uh, woodsman plus trader. Um, so regardless of which boxes you buy, you will need to, to have uh, the town in order to play it. And so it's, it's uh, currently we're, we're, we're launching with, with four roles um, with the idea that we want to expand. And, and there's this, this little asterisk that we have that it actually, um, players can pl play. And, and this is something where, you know, we haven't, uh, we haven't done our due diligence in testing um, to see how, you know, balanced it is with, with, with um, more than four uh, people and, and how, how the progression of the town changes. But uh, I, I, I'm pretty confident that we can tie the progression of the town to uh to the gold output fairly easily uh nathan maybe you want to jump in here yeah absolutely i mean it is definitely playable at one i mean we've certainly practiced that and um part of the reason that is that um i was because it's an ongoing experience probably a game that small groups will play together sometimes it's hard with uh, to get bigger groups together to play a, a sort of an ongoing game or I mean this isn't a legacy game but that kind of thing where one game affects what's happening going forward um, so it definitely works with one it definitely works with two um, we do definitely need to to work on exactly how it'll look as it scales up but the interactions with town don't change whoever your role is or however many you have because they all they are all earning gold and they are all boosting the same resources within town. Uh, so, so that interaction never really changes. Um, and things that we're working on is exactly like, what parts of the town do we need to kind of gate? And, you know, that kind of like, what would we have to scale for that kind of a thing? What parts of town are just available to everybody all of the time? Does that involve scaling, that kind of stuff? So uh, some of that stuff still needs to be figured out, but uh, we're confident that, um, that we can do that. Yeah, and, and, and the way I see it is that, um, you know, the main progression of, of the town is, uh, is, is through the buildings, and the buildings have, have this cost. Um, and, and for us, it's going to be actually, I think, quite easy uh, just to, to uh, do a, a fairly linear scaling on the player count and the cost of, of those buildings. Um, and, and so what that then opens up for, for everyone is that uh, the game is, is very customizable, um, modifiable. And so if you wanted to play it with two sets of, you know, the first box where you have the farmer and uh, the crafter, you know, you have two farmers, two crafters, and then maybe you want a, a woodsman as, as the fifth, um, that, that will be doable, uh, which, is, which is really neat. Uh, and and it'll, be, it'll be hard to maybe uh, it'll be interesting to see maybe what the what the potentials, like the end potentials of that are. Like, can you get twelve people together around a table playing playing the game? Um, who knows? <laughs> but uh, well, we, we we can also say that it's even interchangeable too, right? If you have, let's say, you own six, um, but there's only three of you playing, you might kind of drop one role, pick up a new one, and carry on with the town from where you left off, kind of a thing. So. Um, even though it may, even though it may only be using two or three players, you may find value in having multiple roles available to you just to try different ways to play. 
Yeah, that's great. Hey, well, thanks for that question. Um, Drew is asking if this is a board game or an online game. This is a board game, Drew. Uh, and we'll be uh, showing much more about the board game shortly. But hey, as you guys can all hear, my dog is freaking out. Um, and so I'm going to go take care of her. Uh, but hey, thanks for joining us again for this Mythwind live stream number three. And we'll be back either next week or the week after. Uh, we'll play that one by year. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. All right, take care.